The massacre, a series of mass executions that murdered over 20,000 Poles, was one of the most controversial events of the war. The Soviets blamed the Nazis for the slaughter for decades, only admitting its responsibility in 1990 as the USSR was on the verge of dissolution. And even then, they refused to officially find any Soviet individuals liable or responsible. The Katyn Forest Massacre the history of the notorious slaughter of Polish prisoners by the Soviets during World War II chronicles one of the most notorious massacres of the war. In this audiobook, you will learn about the Katyn Forest Massacre like never before. Chapter 1. Poland Before the War Forged from the wreck of empires following World War I, Poland represented both a practical and a symbolic stumbling block to the ambitions of both Nazi and Soviet leaders by the late 1930s. Prussia, Austria, and Russia had extinguished Polish sovereignty on October 24, 1795 with the Third Partition, absorbing the Polish Commonwealth into their respective empires, and a secret treaty clause pledged all three powers to work to permanently abolish the existence of Poland. With that, the imperial partners drove many leading Poles into exile, but nevertheless, Polish patriotism survived, flourishing underground and emerging periodically. The Polish-aided Napoleon Bonaparte was superb lancer cavalry, relishing the chance to strike back at the loathed Russians, Prussians, and Austrians. But while the Poles also hoped for restoration of their republic, this did not occur until over 100 years after the Napoleonic era. The fall of the German and Russian empires in 1917 and 1918 presented Poland with its opportunity. Led by Joseph Pilsudski, the Poles founded a democratic nation in 1918 with the blessing of the Western Allies. However, the emergent, blood-soaked dictatorship of the Soviet Union took a far different view of Poland's resurrection. In spring 1920, Lenin and Trotsky thought that they would bring their own revolution to Poland, using the bayonet to inspire workers to fulfill their historical role. After Poland's fall, German comrades, assisted by the new Red Army, would bring to bear Germany's vast resources to save the Russian Revolution. But the Soviet forces on their way to Berlin were halted by the Polish army at Warsaw in August 1920. Already a violent, unscrupulous aggressor, the Soviet Union aimed to scoop up Poland on the way to its actual prize, Germany and the rest of Europe. Initially, the Soviets enjoyed military success, battering their way deep into Polish territory, and the Soviets' triumphalist language left scant doubt as to their intentions. Besides openly crowding that Berlin, Paris, and London headed their objective list, the Communists exulted in the prostration of Poland. On July 2, 1920, General Mikhail N. Tukhachevsky told his men, Over the corpse of white Poland lies the road to worldwide conflagration. March on, Bilno, Minsk, Warsaw. The tentatively pro-Soviet Prime Minister of Britain, David Lloyd George, scuppered plans to aid the Poles with arms shipments against the onrushing Bolsheviks, but Pilsudski and his colleague, Vladislaw Sikorsky, refused to admit defeat. Armed with deciphered Soviet radio communications, the Polish commanders lured Tukhachevsky into an overextended position near Warsaw in August. From August 14th to 18th, 1920, the Polish armies executed a massive encircling movement, defeating the Russians in the span of just five days. The Battle of Komarov provided the action's centerpiece. In history's last true cavalry battle, eight Soviets died for every Pole killed in action as Sikorsky's Ulans, Lancers, smashed Soviet Marshal Simon Budioni's dreaded 1st Cavalry Army to pieces. The war continued for some time, until finally the Russians signed a treaty in March 1921 that ended the hostilities and recognized the existence of Poland as a separate nation. That said, 
Poland's victory represented more of a respite than a permanent triumph. The nation, positioned between two strengthening dictatorships just a decade later in the 1930s, represented a staging area for Germany's eastward Lebensraum plans and the Soviets' westward Red Europe dreams. Poland changed the balance of power in Eastern Europe. It was not large enough to be a great power, but it was large enough to be a problem for any great power with plans of expansion. It separated Russia from Germany for the first time in more than a century. Poland's very existence created a buffer to both Russian and German power, and was much resented in Moscow and Berlin. The Austrians and Czechoslovakians put up little to no resistance to Hitler's advance, but Poland offered a more serious challenge. Though in a very different situation, the Poles refused to yield their sovereignty without a vigorous fight. Starting in 1937, the Poles commenced a massive rearmament program, spearheaded by the construction of new factories at Staraciałów, Reso, and other locations. Production centered on.